y'all, welcome to Amazeway. Glad you're here. Welcome to Easter. We have a uh, feast tonight. Thanks for bringing all the food, guys. We're going to begin our celebration with an old Irish hymn, uh, Be Thou My Vision. So uh, if you guys know this one, we'd love to have you sing along. Be Thou My Vision, Lord of my heart, not be all else to me, save that Thy art, Thou my best thought, Thy day. Oh 
Hey everybody, I'm Tim. Welcome to Easter Demas Way. It's good to see everybody here today. It's a beautiful day. It's a, a wonderful day to kind of take the long journey that we've done through Lent and Monday Thursday and landing here on Easter, Easter Sunday. So it's great to see everybody and hope that you've had a, a good morning, a relaxed day, and are here to celebrate. And as you'll notice, um, we have a, a Eucharist meal planned and uh, a special table, table celebration as well. So a lot of those things are the, the norms of Easter for Emmaus Way. So it's exciting to celebrate with. Uh, one of the things we always say is that for many of us, this is our, our dearest group of friends and people who have challenged us missionally, people who have challenged us with their lives and have brought so much to that. And if you're, if you're new with us, one of the things we always say is, you know, we want you to be able to find place and space in this community in a way that works for you in lots of ways. So uh, please be welcome and greeted on this Easter day at, uh, at Emmaus Way. We have a longer greeting plan for a little bit with some, some brief announcements and things like that. But uh, I think Dan is going to read our text for today, which is John 20, Bobby. A reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 21 through 18. Now, early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went, went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciples, uh, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying, lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter, who was behind him, arrived and went into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the burial cloth that had been around Jesus. The cloth was folded up by itself, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went inside. He saw, and he believed. They still did not understand from the scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead, though. Then the disciples went back to their homes, but Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. And they asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she still didn't recognize him. Woman, he said, why are you crying? Who is it that you're looking for? Thinking that he was the gardener, she said, sir, if you have carried him away, please tell me where you have put him and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet returned to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am returning to my Father and your Father, to my God and to your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord. And she told them, that he had said these things to her. 
The word of God for you, the people of God. Thanks be to God. So we have been reading John's gospel together as a community for the last couple months, uh, six, uh, eight, ten weeks. And I hope that you caught that in Dan's reading today. It was filled with, with great and delicious irony uh, in so many ways that John is so good in doing. And, and uh, you know, how many of the texts have we read over the last couple months that have dealt with these issues of belief and unbelief, sight and lack of sight, uh, light and darkness. Who is this man? Uh, should we kill him? Should we make him king? What should we do with him? And then here we have the risen Lord uh, moments, hours, I don't know, after the greatest event. And those who are dear to him said, perhaps you're the gardener. <laughs> and again, this, this realization that Christ has sprung among, the, among us. And it's not something that we fully expect. It's not something that we could have seen. John was filled with so many words where, where it, almost in parentheses it says, uh, they understood this after the resurrection. And so we have the privilege of celebrating the resurrection and being in that moment of after the resurrection where we can't fully say that we know the purposes of God. There's so much mystery. There's so many times that I retire to pray where I almost say it belligerently, God, we need to speak. We need to talk. There are things that I don't understand or the things that frustrate me in this world of creation. But on the other hand, we also stand in this place of knowing and of excitement, of realizing that so much had pointed toward the resurrection of Christ and the defeat of what the ancients would have said, the powers of sin and darkness. And we live on the other side of that defeat, even though the realization of that defeat is not complete. So we don't see perfectly. We don't know. No one can say, I fully know the purposes of God. But one of the things that we can say with great surety is that we indeed are uh, now know as the disciples disciples know that this was the plan, that Christ was to die. And as we've said many times over the last couple months, the gospel that we celebrate is a gospel that doesn't take us around death and avoid death, but takes us through death to resurrection and the conquering of death, which is a much, much more powerful gospel. It's a, a gospel of hope. And Wade and, and the, the crew here, I almost said the guys, sorry, Sarah, the, uh, here um, have songs of, of great celebration for us today. And I hope that I invite you to celebrate uh, with the, the, all that you have in our excitement, our realization of the resurrection of Christ and how that plays out in our lives, what that reality is. And in many ways, that's what our community gathers for each week is we gather to understand what does it mean to be people who live into the res res resurrection, to embody the resurrection and be that act of redemption in the world that's around us. So again, it's a pleasure to gather. If you would look to your liturgy sheets, um, this is a tradition that we have loved. It's from the Book of Common Prayer. So thanks to Wade and many of our uh, Episcopals, former Episcopals, who, who really, uh, when Emmaus Way began, really uh, helped this become our liturgy. Uh, this is the, the liturgy of light. Uh, if you'll notice in this, there are several places. The, the bold and italics are your places to, to join me in the reading of this liturgy. So if we can, let's read this together. And uh, if you will pitch in again with the bold and the italics. And we'll light the candle of Christ, which for so many of us, and I, I'm so sorry I missed this this week, but it was so good that we could gather as a community and, and tell the story of Maundy Thursday and Good Friday.
Friday as well, because again, our journey of Holy Week uh, began last week with Palm Sunday and all the mixed feelings of crowds and confused people and who is this man, but we've journeyed to death. Uh, We left on Thursday night with the lights extinguished. And in this liturgy, we get to light the candle, the candle of Christ again, that reminds us that indeed that candle is perpetually lit for us as we live into the resurrection. So uh, join me in your appropriate parts there. Dear friends in Christ, on this most holy day in which our Lord Jesus passed over from death to life, the church invites her members dispersed throughout the world to gather in vigil and prayer. For this is the Passover of the Lord in which by hearing his word and celebrating his sacraments, we share in his victory over death. Let us pray. O God, through your son, you have bestowed upon your people the brightness of your light. Sanctify this new fire and grant that in this Paschal feast, we may so burn with heavenly desires that with pure minds, we may attain to the festival of everlasting light through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The light of Christ. Rejoice now, heavenly host and choirs of angels, and let your trumpets shout salvation for the victory of our mighty king. Rejoice and sing now all the round earth, bright with a glorious splendor, for darkness has been vanquished by our eternal king. Rejoice and be glad now, Mother Church, and let your holy courts in radiant light resound with the praises of your people. All you who stand near this marvelous and holy flame, pray with me to God the Almighty for the grace to sing the worthy praise of this great light through Jesus Christ, his Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with him in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and good, always and everywhere, with our whole heart and mind and voice to praise you, the invisible, almighty, and eternal God, and your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, for he is the true Paschal Lamb, who at the feast of the Passover paid us the debt of Adam's sin, and by his blood delivered your faithful people. This is the day when you brought our fathers, the children of Israel, out of bondage in Egypt, and led them through the Red Sea on dry land. This is the day when all who believe in Christ are delivered from the gloom of sin and are restored to grace and holiness of life. This is the day when Christ broke the bonds of death and hell and rose victorious from the grave. How wonderful and beyond our knowing, O God, is your mercy and loving kindness to us, that to redeem a slave you gave a son. How holy is this day, When wickedness is put to flight and sin is washed away, it restores innocence to the fallen and joy to those who mourn. It casts out pride and hatred and brings peace and concord. How blessed is this day when earth and heaven are joined and man is reconciled to God. Holy Father, accept our sacrifice, the offering of this candle in your honor. May it shine continually to drive away all darkness May Christ, the morning star who knows no setting, find it ever burning. 
He who gives this light to all creation and who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Amen. What a great symbol. Again, we, uh, we read through John uh, chapter 8 in places where Jesus literally in the Feast of Tabernacles with darkness all around and lamps being lit said, I am the light of the world. And saying that, people knew that he had said something subversive. But they had no full understanding of what those words meant. Here on this side of the resurrection, we embrace that calling of Jesus as the light of the world. And for all of us, the beginning of hope occurred as, as, as that moment occurred on the first Easter Sunday, I, I pray for all of us that we live in hope, that we experience hope, that it might be the fullness of our being this day. Uh, let me pray for us. God, indeed, we celebrate you not as perfect people. We celebrate you not as ones who know fully. We celebrate you as people who still live in a world where the light may burn, but it is sometimes not known or the throes of injustice would seem to show that the defeat of the powers has not occurred. But indeed, we know that is indeed true, and we relish that moment. We enjoy the goodness that it is to indeed know you, to embody your goodness and your grace. And we also pray wonderfully in this community of, of friends and people here in Durham as we live together, as we try to be co-conspirators in both redemption and recreation, that we might truly have an Easter hope that burns in us. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you, Tim. As we uh, looked at uh, the end of our liturgy on Thursday night, if uh, you were with us um, at Monty Thursday, we read the beginning of the book of John. Uh, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. The Word was God. The Word was Jesus. And um, Jesus uh, had a choice. One of the things we understand about his love was that he had a choice. And when Denise and I were reading the story of the crucifixion, couple days ago, uh, we read John chapter 18, which is right before what Dan was reading. And when the soldiers came to get Jesus in the garden, it says they walked up to him with clubs and swords. These are Romans. These are not people who messed around with swords. And uh, he looked at them and he said, who are you looking for? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And he said, I am. He said the name of God. He said, I am. And it said they drew back and fell to the ground. I don't know about you, but if a SWAT team was coming into my house to get me and I said, who are you looking for? And they said, Wade Bainham. And I said, I'm Wade. I don't think they'd all fall down. I have a feeling that they'd walk up and arrest me. Um, but when he said, I am, they fell down. And then he said, who are you looking for? And they said it again. And then they arrested him. He was making a choice out of love. And I think that love is something that we've seen through the Gospel of John. And it's in our song, The Deep Deep Love.
love of Jesus spread his praise from the shore to shore. How he loves us, loves us ever, changes never, never more. How he watches for his loved ones, died to call us all his own. How for me he intercedes, watches over me from the My family just uh, rolled in from the beach in the Outer Banks just about an hour ago, and we had a house full of teenagers uh, uh, from the Durham School of the Arts. So we've had like loads of Hobbit breakfasts, Hobbit lunches. Uh, you know, not many Hobbit breakfasts because no one got up till about eleven. But uh, there were multiple lunches. There was a kind of a dinner thing that happened at eight or nine o'clock at night, and then uh, from all appearances, a dinner thing that happened at about one or two in the morning as well. So uh, there's, been, there's been meals in our presence the last, uh, last week. Uh, well, this is kind of a hobbit welcome. <laughs> this is the second welcome tonight. Uh, just a few things to, to say to you, just as a reminder 
of uh, a few things. One is that Emmaus Way, a lot of us are going to be involved with the Wild Goose Festival, which is a festival of justice, art, and spirituality at Shikori Hills, which is down, Jenny, is it, it's kind of, it's not in Sanford, but it's that direction. Is that correct? Chatham County, which is a big county, but it's kind of on the, the Pittsburgh side of things. And Jenny's been very involved in, in kind of making that happen. So um, there's some cards out here if you want to know more about that. Some fantastic, I mean, people who are some of my best friends in the world are coming to this uh, um, Brian McLaren, Phyllis Tickle, uh, uh, the musicians are Michelle Schacht, uh, Over the Rhine, uh, Shane Claver, just wonderful folks. And it's kind of a come for the day or camp for three or four days. Uh, It's been intentionally designed so that there's not hierarchy between uh, kind of presenters and people who are there. So who knows who you'll be camping beside. But if you want more information on that, ask Jenny or you can ask me and we can get you a little more scoop on that. Also wanted to say to all of you that if you are, if this is kind of a a, a newish community for you, there's lots of ways that we want you to connect with us. Uh, Jenny is arranging uh, we typically every semester have kind of uh, newcomer meals for folks who are newish. And I think there's a couple signups for that as well. Uh, there's one at the Rhodes' house and another one coming up at uh, and Jesse and Julie's house. So, you know, be invited to dinner, meet some folks. We have a variety of home groups. Uh, if you're interested in a home group, you can ask me or Elizabeth Eford who maybe back here in the back. Uh, and, uh, and we can tell you about that. We have a pub group on Thursday nights, which is a conversation of, uh, life philosophy, theology, spirituality. And Dan is kind of our guru of that. So, uh, don't hesitate to help us connect you in the way that you want to be connected to as well. Um, the folks at Durham cares have been by and they want to mention, uh, the event with Tim Keller on May 4th at the Defer- Durham Perform- DPAC. And AJ's our point person for that event, right? <laughs> No, he's not. But uh, if you're interested in Tim Keller at uh, at uh, at the DPAC, then we've got some information on that as well. Uh, a couple of things. A few people have mentioned to me, we are so casual around here, but if you are not getting um, the emails or the connections to the community, make sure that we, we let you know kind of the Facebook page that we use. We have two listservs, kind of a formal listserv where one message goes out a week of things that we're doing. There's also a social listserv. If you're not on those things and want to get emails, please let us know. I can help you do that. Amy is one of our other pastors back here. Dan, any of us can help you do that. So um, please be invited. And as our tradition, I want to give you a second to stand up, offer each other the peace of Christ just a moment tonight. And if you're around somebody you don't know, please introduce yourself. And uh, and I'll give this a shout in just a, a minute and a half or so. Just a quick word for Wade as we um, step into a musical liturgy of celebration. I want to remind you guys that uh, one of the things that we try to do each Sunday is craft music that in some way lives like a prayer book each week. It, it offers uh, prayers of confession, prayers of absolution, uh, intercession. Many of the different valences of prayer uh, uh, are there. And Wade so diligently on Wednesday, that pops up on our podcast. So uh, uh, we... 
we'll, we'll be arranging our website to make that easier for you. But I want you to know, and I was uh, this week, I, I, cra- I kind of scanned back to last year and listened to the music again. And it's, Easter is always great for us to, to, uh, to sing songs of celebration and, and uh, to have so many friends with us playing. So. Yeah, thanks, Tim. Mike Garrigan on playing bass. Thanks, Mike, for being here. Welcome. Tim Carlos on guitar and Sarah Busman flouting and uh, uh, Dale Baker drumming. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate y'all being here. It's a pleasure to be flouted if you haven't ever been flouted before. Um, the uh, songs we're going to do tonight for Songs of Celebration are... Um, Songs that uh, I, I think pick up all of them pick up on this theme of the new heaven and the new earth. And when Jesus said in the Lord's Prayer, when he taught us to pray and said, Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, it's not always easy to understand what that means. But I think we've been talking through John about the fact that as Christ entered the world, that the new kingdom entered the world, and that we're celebrating that we're able to be a part of that, um, part of that life that he brought into the world at that time. And I think these songs, uh, including this one, have to do with that, so sing along.
join us on this one. We were all traveling in the footsteps of those gone before, and we'll all be reunited on that new sun shore. Let's try that again. We're all traveling in the footsteps of those who've gone before, and we'll all be reunited on that new summer shore when the saints. Marching in when the saints go marching in. Lord, how I want to be in that number. Oh, when the saints go marching in, when the sun freezes to shine. When the sun refuses to shine, Lord, how I want to be be in that number when the saints go marching in. When the saints, when the saints marching in, when the saints go marching. Lord, how I want to be in that number Oh, when the saints go marching in And when the trumpet sounds its call When the trumpet sounds its call Lord, how I When the new world, oh, when the new world 
is revealed when the new world is revealed Lord how I want to be in that number oh when the new world is revealed when the saints when the saints marching in when the saints go marching Lord, how I want to be in that number When the saints go marching in Lord, how I want to be Lord, how I want to be in that number
Well, my sense is that when we woke up this morning, there were probably a thousand reasons to believe or to feel as if this was just another day in April. I mean, gas prices are not taking an Easter. It doesn't appear anyways. If you're late on your taxes, uh, you don't get an Easter break, my guess is. Uh, if you're late planning for retirement, my, my guess is that Easter's not all that much going to give you a bump up in what you have saved. And Easter neither seems to have rippled across the effects of those suffering from war and from the brokenness of living in a world of conflict. That to some extent we enter into, when we pick up the paper on a day like today, a mindset that makes us think that things really have not changed, that life really is just going on. And my guess is that there are some of us here who woke up this morning who got out of bed maybe barely, and in the brokenness of our lives, not only did we realize that it was just going to be another day, but we were wondering how we were going to make it through. That to some extent, life might itself be a problem. But today, as the church, we gather together. We gather together and we celebrate a new light born into the world. The coming of a light that breaks upon the dawn, that shatters what we think is reality and begins to introduce us into a kingdom of what is new. You see, the last time that we tasted this meal, it was a bitter meal. The last time that we celebrated this meal, we celebrated with bitter herbs. We sat around the table with Christ, breaking bread, knowing that we, in fact, were going to betray him and we were going to betray one another. That it was, in some sense, a bitter table. That while we knew the fellowship was great, in some sense, we knew it was going to be broken. In the last two days, three days, we have walked through some darkness. We have walked through the fact that death is powerful, that brokenness is powerful in our lives, that failure and sin is not something to be toyed with, but it is in, in fact something that determines much of who we are. But that is not the last word. Today, as we gather on this Easter, on this high holy day of the church, we celebrate the fact that God did not leave us there, that God did not leave us to ourselves, that God did not leave us in brokenness, but we are now gathered back together to celebrate. We're now gathered back together, not for a bitter meal, but for a banquet. 
We are now gathered to praise, to celebrate the fact that God's life is born into our world through the resurrection of Christ. And that death, failure, brokenness, sin is not our ultimate reality. We are gathered here now in the recognition that because God raises dead people, because God raises dead bodies, that life does go on. That life does appear. That life does break upon the scene because our God is a gracious God. Because we are those loved by God. And because God's love resurrect his obedient son who made that a possibility for us as well. Tonight, as we gather to celebrate a full banquet of Eucharist, we are reminded that it is the love and grace of God born into our world in Christ that in breaking sweet bread tonight with one another, that we break that bread to, and share it with one another, saying the body of Christ broken for you, recognizing that it is in the resurrection of our Lord that the love of God has conquered sin and death. And as we share champagne with one another tonight, we do that celebrating the fact that we are not left to try to make our way through the world on our own to suffer through our brokenness, to suffer through our failure alone. But that God is a resurrecting God. That God's graciousness is more powerful than all of that. At Emmaus Way, we celebrate an open table, meaning all of you are invited. We will break bread together here at the table, celebrating with one another. The way that we do that here is we break bread for each other. And as we pass it to one another, we say the body of Christ broken for you. And as we pour champagne or juice for one another, we share it with one another, saying the blood of Christ shed for you. And we will now do that tonight as part of a larger celebration and what might be called a feast. In the recognition that here, tonight, we are going to taste the beginnings of a new kingdom. The flavors of a new reality. The joy of a new love together. I invite you now to this table, to this feast, to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and the breaking in of a new reality. I'm going to pray for us and then Wade and our group are going to, pray, are going to play a benediction for us before we go to feast. Let's pray. Lord, we come to you now in thankfulness and in great praise for your resurrecting power. God, we celebrate this time, the resurrection of our Lord, the possibility of our new lives lived in you. Lord, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your graciousness that breaks into our lives even as we unexpect it and sometimes even as we don't recognize it. Lord, 
Bless this food now to our bodies. Bless this sacrament. May it be for us the body and blood of Christ. And may we share now a taste of your wondrous and bountiful kingdom. Amen.